this, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The Hop Nerd Podcast is brought to you by Hop University. Head on over to hopuniversity.org. That's hopuniversity.org. We offer on-demand and in-person hop training, speaking engagements, one-on-one coaching for safety professionals, and consultation to organizations for all things safety better. Again, head over to hopuniversity.org. O-R-G. Today's episode is also brought to you by Safety Sucks, the bullshit in the safety profession they don't tell you about, aka my first book. You can pick up a copy over at safetysucks.net if you want a signed copy. It's also available on Amazon through Amazon Prime. You can get a Kindle version of that. You can also head over to Audible or iTunes and get an audiobook version. Again, today is brought to you by Safety Sucks. Head over to safetysucks.net or pick up a copy wherever you find books or audio books. Hello, howdy, hi everybody, Sam Goodman, the Hop Nerd, bringing you another episode of the Hop Nerd Podcast, coming to you from the sunny and the beautiful and the warm downtown Phoenix, Arizona. I hope that your summer is treating you well wherever you find yourself with whatever is going on in your neck of the woods in this weird and wild and wacky and wonky world (laughs) that we currently find ourselves in. I hope that you are doing well. So today is awesome. Today we have on the awesome, amazing, super cool that's a dramatic pause. Colin Nottage. And I'm excited. I just love this conversation. I will tell you that it is a two-parter. Uh, we just went on for a long time because we. I enjoyed talking to Colin. I don't know if he enjoyed talking to me, but <laughs> it seemed like he had a good time. So I'll say that we enjoyed talking to each other, and it was fun. And I think you're going to enjoy it as well because we get into a little bit of everything, as we tend to do around here uh, at the Hop Nerd Podcast. Not us, right? Not us. We wouldn't go down all these weird rabbit holes. <laughs> We get into all kinds of amazing, fun stuff. So I hope you enjoy it. Here's Colin, you, and me, Sam, the Hop Nerd, hanging out, talking about hop and safety and all kinds of ways of doing safety a little bit better. So I want to say thank you first for coming on, and this is awesome. Oh, we really, really appreciate it. I mean, you know, we had, um, you know, it, it was such an insightful discussion that we had, uh, you know, when you came on, on, on my show and, and the feedback that I got from, uh, you know, from your episodes uh, that, that we put out there has been absolutely wonderful. You know, oh, so it's, you know, it's a real, it's a real pleasure to come back on to me. You know, that's great to really hear. So I, I didn't tank you is what you're saying. I didn't destroy, you didn't yeah. lose like a thousand followers. <laughs> yeah. it was like, for, some, for some reason, the numbers went up and I don't know, I can't work it out. So <laughs> I must have been, I, I can only put it down to the questions I asked. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. It was not me. I will promise you that it was not me. <laughs> well, let's 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 talk a little bit about that to start with. If you don't care, if you don't mind, we can mm-hmm. we can jump into a little bit of the podcast. So, um, for those that are listening, uh, they won't see this behind you, but you've got this this lovely uh, graphic of your podcast behind you, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love it. So it's the interesting health and safety podcast. So how did you? Let me ask you this to begin with. How did you find yourself? Um, considering a podcast, getting into the podcast space, what what drew you 
to the podcast world first, and then we can dive into some of the some of the safety stuff. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, I um, I suppose I've always I've always wanted to to try and give a little bit back. I suppose, and um, you know, I I've been I've been running a health and safety consultancy, and I've been involved in 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 health and safety in some large large organisations for a lot of years. And 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 the industries that I've worked in have been have been absolutely spawned to me. They've been really really good. And um and I just wanted to try and come up with a way that I could give a little bit back to to the people that uh, that would that would listen. Um and and local to where I to where I live, there's a there's a there's a guy um a guy called Rob Moore, and um and he he's got a podcast called the Disruptive Entrepreneur, and um has got you know got enormous following, you know absolutely enormous following. And um, and I had just heard him talking about um, about him actually having a a course, just a, a, a two day course, talking about how to how to get your podcast up and running, how to get it going. And I thought I need to do some of that. I need to give it a go. I need to go along and have a and just have a listen and just see just see what it's about. And and Sam, you know, when I when I went along to that, I I, I was just gobsmacked by not not by by so much more what, what more you get from doing it. Okay, it was um, you know it was very much talking about um, it, talking about giving good quality content and being regular and consistent and all that. But the people that were that were presenting the course, they, they were talking about how they had developed as individuals, how they had become better people from doing the podcast, and so it just became a no brainer. You know, we got to the end of the two days. We, you know, part of the process was was to sit down and just talk about the name of what you're going to do and try and get your concept. I suppose you know what because a lot of people, you know, it must have been fifteen or twenty of us in this room. And and a lot of the people were you know weren't really sure what they wanted to talk about, but I I had a, I had a fairly clear I had a fairly clear idea. You know, health and safety is seen as pretty boring, and and I wanted to try and do something that was wasn't boring. <laughs> yeah, so so I thought, right, well, let's call it interesting, and you know, let's just keep it let's just keep it simple. Interesting health and safety, and 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 I suppose that's that's what we've been trying to do, and and so. And so we got it up and running. The uh, the guys who um, who I went on the course with, they they they're basically an agency that help us uh, get the episodes out there. But it's just been it's been absolutely mind blowing for me. You know, I have met some amazing people. I've had some fantastic conversations. I've I've grown as an individual by doing the podcast. I've I've got so much more understanding about about a better way of doing health and safety than. Than I'd done for for years, you know. I, you know, I've, like I say, I mean, I'm in my fifties, you know, and uh, and I've come in, I've come to this quite late, but but that shouldn't be that shouldn't stop anybody, you know. You should, you know, you can come you can come to this whenever whenever you want to, whenever it feels right for you. And um, I suppose I'm a little bit gutted now that that I know that I haven't got the, I suppose the amount of time ahead of me um, to 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 carry on doing this, like yourself and, and I've got a good friend here who you know James McPherson mm-hmm. you know who's uh you know you know I mean he you know this podcasting we are we are just really really good friends now and you know and it's just such a great uh thing for it to happen you know it, it's amazing I, I think you really hit on something there that I that I try to uh, share as well. Um, it's funny because I was, and this will this will date this a little bit when it comes out. I love to like drop little clues so people can go back and try to date when these things are recorded. <laughs> but, so I just recorded a video talking a little bit about how thankful I was to to um, the listeners out there because of the opportunity that they give us to be able to do this. Right? I was I was just just thinking about that this morning because it is that at the end of the day, I have not 
done an episode, at least yet, I'll say yet, <laughs> that <laughs> where, where I've walked away from it and, and, and not taken some serious knowledge with me. Mm. Right. I mean, uh-huh. it's amazing the amount of personal growth that you get from, from doing this stuff because we're, we're, we're doing it every single week. Most of us, right. I mean, most of mm-hmm. us are recording, um, sitting down and chatting with folks from all over the globe, just thought leaders and, and practitioners and folks on the pointy end. And just, just, there's so much that you can absolutely learn from having these conversations, both uh, being a podcaster, being a guest on a podcast, or even just, just tuning in. I think that's one thing that's really important in our space um, is this kind of art of conversation in this kind of art of storytelling and sharing. Uh, And especially in this format, because we can, create record of it and share it with the masses and it's not limited, right? It's, it's just not limited at that point. And it's, it's just awesome, isn't it? And you get this, you know, I mean, you, you just build up this absolutely fantastic back catalog of, mm-hmm. of just great quality content. And, and, you know, and, I, and, and so, you know, I find myself, you know, going back and, and, and listening to stuff that, that I've recorded and, and just going, wow, you know, and so certainly you, sometimes you've actually forgotten you know what it is that you've spoken about because you know, yeah, yeah. there is so much going on there's so you know there's so many interviews and there's so many opportunities to talk to people and just being able to go back and just listen to and unfortunately not listening to me you know but listening to what the uh, what the guest has had to say <laughs> right, right. <laughs> i mean i do like listening to myself but yeah. um but it's nice to just you know and it is just wonderful because that's always there and that's mm-hmm. something you can go back to and something you can reflect on and i think that's that's another thing you know i um you know you know i've really been able to reflect on on what you know what this is doing for for me as an individual, and it's um you know, and I'm just in I'm in such a I'm in such a better place, not just from a health and safety perspective. You know, doing doing this, you, you're able to unburden yourself almost. You know, and you're able to you're able to talk um, and get stuff off your chest, and and I just feel that I've got a, a better a better relationship. Um, you know, the household is is better. You know, because you know you you, you aren't you know you aren't all tense and frustrated because you've come in here and spoken for a. Right. either with yourself or, or to a guest and, uh, you know, and you go out a, a different person. Yeah, it, it is. It is almost. And that's, that's where I think most of us start. Um, um, to, speaking of, uh, of James, I, I had James on a while back and I, I was over on, on his as well. And we were talking about something similar uh, about when we first started that it was almost us kind of, we had the similarity and I'd be interested to hear your take on it as well is we almost started as just us as individuals kind of ranting into a microphone about a lot of what frustrated us in the space. And it was that, it was that kind of cathartic experience in which you could get all that off your chest. And it was kind of before it even, I know for, for myself in particular, I probably did. I'll have to look, I'm, I'm sure I'm lying, but I, I did like 10 episodes before I even considered having a guest on. Right, yeah. It was it was just me going, you know, this is dumb and we've got to fix this. And, you know, I'm frustrated with this. And it was the stuff that we kind of had passion around or I had passion around. And I was like, okay, this is really what, what I need to put out there. And I think that's a great starting point. Cause as you said, you, you kind of lay the groundwork about where you want to go next. And then it seems like we start to evolve into having those conversations with others and surrounding ourselves with, with folks that want to have that conversation, whether like-minded individuals or folks with dissenting opinions as well, which I, uh, all is great. Mm-hmm. Right. I think all that yeah. is great. It, it, that's exactly it. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. I mean, I, I think I was, I think I was 30, 31, 32 episodes before mm-hmm. I, um, before I had a guest on and, um, and I think that was probably me just wanting to get comfortable, like I say, comfortable yeah. with myself, comfortable, you know, and making sure that I ask sort of the right questions. I mean, I still, 
find that I, you know, I, I repeat myself quite a bit when I'm asking questions. And you know, and it's, I think I don't know whether that's just a bit of a nerves thing still, but um, but you know, I, I definitely look back at the the first episodes I did, and I look at what I do now, and I just feel that the the, the quality yeah. has just has just improved. It's, it's got better, and and with that, you know, I think because people are listening to it now. You know, it's 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 all actually a bit easier to get good guests on now because they hear what you're doing and and they like they like the sound of it. You know, James. Um, you know, we talk about James. James and myself have got totally different styles. You know, amazingly different styles. But that doesn't matter either. You know, there's 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 enough space. There's enough space in this in this environment for yeah. for people of all different styles. And you know, and he you know he jokes. He says, you know, my voice puts people to sleep. He says not because he's boring, but it's just you know it's sort of a you know quite a relaxed, <laughs> a relaxed round voice. Whereas he is quite he is quite shouty. But well, you, you have to throw that back and say it's pleasant. Yeah. It's not relaxed. It's pleasant. That's the. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, that's pleasant. Actually, I, I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's half past five now. I've set me alarm for about six o'clock just to wake myself up. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, that's where that's where you say your voice is pleasant. So if yours is pleasant and his is quite the opposite, what is his? I guess. Yeah. It's not- <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think I think that what you said is is, is very powerful and important. Um, I think it's important to recognize that we need more people in this space. Mm-hmm. We need more people doing this. We mm-hmm. need more people having these conversations, whether starting more safety podcasts or or having more conversations, uh, more folks coming on as guests, more folks doing mm-hmm. these interactions. You know, however you slice it, I always encourage people. That's one of the first things that I say when people, people, I'm sure you get this too. They ask you about how do you start a podcast? Mm-hmm. And my first input is you just do yeah. <laughs> just the first yeah. thing is just start one because you mm-hmm. should have one. If you've got something to say, you should start a podcast, at least give it a shot, yeah. right? At least give it a shot because I, th- I think we need more voices in this space because as we were kind of talking about it, I, for me, um, there was some really great safety podcasts out there, but there wasn't like a ton, right? And I'm sure this is probably the same reason what kind of drew mm-hmm. you to it eventually as you're starting to yeah. think about it. You're like, okay, there's, there's, there's these certain ones and I'm not hearing me out there. I'm not hearing what I would want to listen to. So you create mm-hmm. that, right? And that's what I encourage mm-hmm. people to do all the time because I'm definitely not uh, not everyone's cup of tea, right? <laughs> definitely not, <laughs> right? Uh, and and no one is, right? No one is. So it's nice to have these different personalities and these different ways of tackling topics and these these different opinions. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm always encouraging folks to go out and and give it a shot or or come on to podcasts or to just start one. So I. For some reason, um, some folks get a little kind of standoffish about no, no, this space is full, and it's not obviously. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's obviously not. <laughs> it's like you know, I mean, it's, it's 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 like any space, isn't it? You know, the um, you know the the success of your show will be entirely down to the quality of the product you put out. Yes, and you know, and if you if you put out um. If you put out quality product into the workplace or into the environment, then then you're going to see your, your your numbers increasing, and if you and if you don't, then they're going to decrease. And uh, you know, and I, I think what you know what's um I think one one of the issues that, that there is out there is I don't think you really there is, they haven't got a measure at the moment to actually really determine you know sort of how how successful these things are. I mean, I, you know, I think there's. You know, there's so many different ways that people can listen and people don't have to download to actually listen to something, you know, and, mm-hmm. and you know, so so I think, you know, when as the technology gets a bit better, so the numbers are, will get a bit better. But to be totally honest with you, 
they don't actually matter either. You know, no, you you know, if know. I if I if I only had ten listeners, but they loved what they were listening to, then there's ten people out there that are getting influenced. Fortunately, we've got. I think we're on twelve listeners now, so we're doing a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm right there with you. I think that it's. I think that that's it because you know I, I'm the person that tries to. Um, anyone that says that they don't look at their podcast numbers is a liar. I'll say that they're, yeah. they're lying mm-hmm. to you. But I think you're exactly right. I purposefully try my best to not look at them, at least not frequently, mm-hmm. because it's easy to get obsessed with that stuff. Number one, yeah. it's really easy. We're humans. Mm-hmm. We like these hard measures. Talking about, we're going to talk about safety, right? So we love these, like all oh, these super hard measures that we can just look at and we, it will tell us everything that we need to know. Right. And if we look mm-hmm. at it and it's low, we're a failure. And if it's great, then we're successful and everything's good. And it's just too easy to get wrapped up in that stuff for me. Yeah. So I, I, I try my best to stay away from it. Um, I'll glance at them, but I think that the really important thing for me in staying away from them was this, is that I never wanted the numbers to influence what I talked about. No. Right. Because it'd be really easy if you throw something out there and you're looking at it from an analytical standpoint and you go, Oh, that works really good. Yeah. That one yeah. worked really good. So mm-hmm. I'm going to skip all this other stuff I wanted to talk about. And mm-hmm. I'm going to talk more about that because I can continue to get that boost. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. right there with you. I've kind of lived my, my podcast life and a, a good portion of my normal life, I guess, by this, this notion that if you just focus on quality, pretty much mm-hmm. everything else is fine. Right. Yeah. If going back to just starting, you know, and you're looking at those numbers when you first start out and you're going zero listens, zero listens two. I got two. I got two. Right. <laughs> and you know, you know, you know exactly what I know about this first couple yeah. days of a podcast yeah. and those first few episodes. And, and because you're, you, no one's, uh, anybody out there that starts, you're going to have like some months of this, to be honest with you, until yeah, you really yeah. kind of get off the ground, until you mm. figure out how to kind of market yourself and do all that kind of stuff. Mm. But you're looking at those and you're going, okay, I got oh, two. Okay, now I got four. And then you're looking at the next week, like, I'm up to six, uh, six <laughs> downloads, right? And and you're, you're going through mm. this whole exercise and that. But yeah. again, I think that if you just focus, uh, even if it's six people or 600,000, Mm. quality is the important part. If you focus on putting out quality content that people find valuable, I think that's probably the right word is valuable Yeah, Um, because that's what I look for. Right. I'm sure that's, that's what, what most look for when, when I'm looking for a podcast, I'm either looking for something that is, is entertaining uh, Mm -hmm. or valuable or Mm -hmm. or both. Right. And especially in safety, I think mm-hmm. that's what uh, what I really love about about your podcast title and kind of the concept here and talking about that is that it's about making it not suck, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of the path that, that it seems like several of us, whether mm-hmm. we're talking about you or I or, or James, chatting with James, chatting mm-hmm. with other folks, um, it's kind of going down this path of saying, okay, how do we make this not the normal, dry, mm-hmm. starchy, bland, health and safety uh, you know, mm-hmm. put a sign up and follow the rule kind of podcast. Yeah. How do we, how do we talk about stuff that really matters? I guess is probably what, what drew me down. That and I think it's only right. You know, and you know, and I, I suppose, you know, at the beginning I, I felt, I felt into that trap a little bit, you know, some of my early podcasts are, you know, just giving out some pretty boring information, but then I then sort of think, well, actually there is probably a little place for that. And so, Absolutely. you know, so what I try and do is I mix it up a little bit, you know, so, you know, I have some great interviews and then give a bit of information great interview, give a bit of exactly. information, just, just mix it, just mix it up. And, you know, people will get from it, you know, and I suppose, you know, that my measure now is the, is the inbox in my LinkedIn and, exactly. you know, and me, and me emails, you know, people just saying, Hey, look, Colin, 
I love that last episode. Thank you so much. You know, and uh, you know, and then you know, then you you really you really know you're doing something. Then that's 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 of, of value. You know, when when you're getting people commenting like that. It's that interaction. That's been my favorite part. I've, I've been kind of, I throw that around and say, you know, that, that the conversation is the really important part, whether it's this one or the ones that this spurs outside or outside mm-hmm. of the podcast. Right. Cause it's mm-hmm. same. I mean, when you get that, uh, that, that message, it's like, listen, this was awesome. I really appreciated this. Uh, this is great. You really helped me with this or this or that. And it's just, it's, it's still mind blowing to me. Right mm-hmm. to get those, um, right. just as important. Or I, I enjoy getting the ones too. That's like you're full of crap. Like let's, <laughs> I like talking about those too. Those are great too. I, again, I, I'm a fan of the dissent. I think it's a good thing. You know, unless people are mean. If they're mean, then that's that's different. But, you <laughs> well, know, I think if you don't if you don't get a troll, if you don't get a troll, you haven't really you haven't really been successful. And I think you know when you get your when you get your first hater, that's when you know that you're really doing something you're, good. You're in the right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You have offended someone as well. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and that's quite easy to do at the moment, isn't it? So, yeah. It is. It is. It's very easy. Oh my goodness. Whoo. <laughs> uh, yeah. So let me yeah. let me ask you this. We've we've been kind of chatting about podcasting and all that stuff, but let's let's back up a little bit. How did you find yourself in the safety space in general? Because I think that's always an interesting question because safety folks, our people, we always find this we always, it's always a weird path. It seems like most of us have found our way into this world. So how did you find yourself in the health and safety space? Okay. Well, I mean, I, um, um, when I, when I left, I'm going to go right back to school. Okay. So I, I left school, um, and I did these things called A-levels and, um, and I, I didn't do, I didn't do particularly, particularly well. I, I, I passed with I passed with two E's, okay, in maths and physics, and so and so one of the things I can actually say all the way through the rest of my life is I passed my A levels with E's, um, but they were two E's. <laughs> so I was and a lot of my mates they went off to university, okay, and I was stuck in this pretty much a dead end job in uh, where I lived, and I thought I got to do I've got to get off to uni, and um, and I had to look around, what could I do with a couple of E's in maths and physics, and um, and this this uh, this opportunity came up in this place called Doncaster called quarry engineering never been in a quarry in my life never had anything to do with it and i thought i'm gonna go and see what that's all about so i went up and uh and went into uh to to the to this college and um and i got taken on uh, in the and, and i started to do this quarrying degree as i was um um as i was sort of coming out from the first interview one of the tutors said it goes oh who's sponsoring you and i said what do you mean and he goes oh well, there's all these companies out there you know called semex and well they weren't called they were called rmc back then and ARC, they've become Semex and Hanson and companies like that. There are all these companies, they said they'll sponsor you, they'll put you through this course. And I went, wow. So all of a sudden I found not only was I going to university, I was getting paid to go there. And um, and I got into I went into that, I got into line management, started to run quarries in different parts of the UK. And I remember in the, in the mid-90s, um, it was about 90, about 95, 96, I was working down in South Wales. And um, and my uh, my boss, we were having an appraisal, and he said, um, he said, you're ready to run a bigger site. And I said to him, I said, I don't really want to do that. Um, and he goes, well, what do you want to do then? And, and at that point in time, we had a consultant that was, uh, that was coming into the, uh, into the business to give health and safety support for about, uh, I don't know, about 40, 30 or 40 days a year. Um, and I said, I want to do, I want to do what he's doing, but I want to do it better, but I'll do it for the same money. Um, cause I knew how much I was paying him a day. <laughs> and, uh, so, um, so that's it. So, um, I, I said to my boss, I said, but I want to, I want to do it properly. So I want to get, um, 
I want to get trained up. And so that's what I did is I um I moved out of line management, out of quarry management and and basically started to uh, started to work for for this company as a health and safety guy. I knew I knew very little about it from a technical perspective, but I knew loads and loads about operational management. So I knew how to, you know, I knew how to how to run stuff, how to run sites. And, and so what I started to do was just started to apply that. And I got promoted a few times through the business and ended up running the uh, running the health and safety department for for, for Hanson in the uh, in the UK. Um, and um, and and it was and it was great. And then. 2006, it was. I um, I decided to leave to set up my own business, and so so at the beginning of 2007, I uh, I set up my, my consultancy, and I've been doing that ever since. And yeah, and and it's really funny, you know. I look, you know, I look back at my at my career, Sam, and I and I just think of <laughs> all the mistakes, all the measures that I used to use. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's so it's so funny, you know. I mean, the, the way that I I used to think success was about getting accident numbers down, you know, I was I, I really believed I can remember talking about the uh, the accident triangle and saying if we concentrate on the on the unsafe acts and the unsafe behaviours, then we'll stop people getting killed. And I, you know, and I and I can remember the amount of times I used to say it, and I just do, and I look back and I and I just cringe. But I suppose <clears throat> it had it did have an effect, you know, it did have an effect back then. But um, but probably not for the right reasons, you know. Maybe it was just that we were so we were so disorganised that 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 actually started to get a little bit of structure and people thinking a little bit. But but now, just listening to listening to sort of the more modern way of thinking about it, it's just it just makes it just makes so much more sense in my mind about uh, you know about about building an environment that people actually like to work in, rather than worrying about an environment where we're trying to get things down to zero. Right. So, you know, so so yeah, so that's uh, you know that's how that's how I got in out of operational management into uh, you know into into health and safety that way. There you go. I like it. You know, <clears throat> it's interesting because you go down that path of talking about some of the, kind of the old measures and some of the kind of older ways. And anyone that's been doing this for more than a second has stood under a banner at some point in their career that said zero or stood under a banner at some point in their career that says, you know, a bazillion hours since somebody messed up right. Right? So we've, or something similar at some point in their career. We've all done that. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, fortunately, I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that some of the folks that are brand new to this profession will never experience that. <laughs> but, but most of us have, right. I've, I've, I've constructed reports that have had pyramids in them myself, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and different things as well. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not beating up too much on that stuff. Um, but I think it's this, it's, it's that you live and you learn kind of stuff, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it's really yeah. that you kind of live through that and then you discover that, okay, that might've been okay for that up until this point, but there's a better way. So we're going to build off of that. And if it doesn't work, we can cut it out and we'll do something else and we'll mm-hmm. learn and we'll grow and we'll make it better. And I think that's kind of the point. I was just having a conversation the, the other day because it's very easy nowadays. Um, I find myself having this conversation more than anything else. And it's weird. It's, it's weird because um, I'm not, I'm not advocating for behavioral based safety. Don't get me wrong when I say this, but I have, I find myself as almost like a referee nowadays for whatever reason between hop and, and behavior based safety people, <laughs> because there's, I, I get, I've been getting this question a lot around, okay, is this, do we really just excise a certain part of what we've done and just leave it? And to some of that, the answer is probably, yeah, 
but there's still probably some good stuff from behavior-based safety. There's probably, there's still good stuff from traditional safety. There's still good stuff from other pieces that we probably take with us. Right. And I guess where I'm, where I'm going with that is um, what do you see the future of health and safety in this kind of new view, safety differently, human organizational performance piece? Do you, what do you, what do you see happening in the future? Because I, I get this question a lot of, you know, are we really, um, do we just go completely one direction and just go all new or do we try to bring some of the old with us or is it a hybrid? Is it a learning exercise? What, what, what do you view it as? I guess is what I'm saying. I mean, I think, you know, I, I think there's a lot of old style stuff that is actually has got a place is valid. Mm-hmm. There is, you know, there are, you know, I mean, cause, cause when I, you know, I think one of, one of the little bugbears I have is, is, is when I listen to, to a lot of people who are talking about the new view and safety differently and the way they talk about, um, you know, safety one, you know, and the old way of doing things. Um, I'm, I was sitting there thinking, I, I actually never did that. You know, I never, exactly. I would never go onto a site and start, start shouting and ranting and raving right. or anything like that. I've never, ever done that. I've always, Same. always talked to people, always, always wanted to get people involved. And, um, but, but, but sometimes probably, probably took the easy option. I think, you know, I think for me, it was, you know, it was, it was very much, you know, oh, well, you know, that, you know that person's obviously made a mistake and you know and if we can try and stop people making mistakes then we are going to uh, you know we're going to stop accidents happening mm-hmm. and 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 there's i can understand people thinking that, that that works because because that is how a lot of life works you you know you stop doing something and 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 stuff stop happening but but the problem is is that that we're never going to stop people making mistakes and 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 so and so where it needs to go is it just needs to it just needs to I suppose it it probably needs to just get a little bit a little bit less um the, the dark art, if you know what I mean. It just yeah, needs to be yeah. try to be made a little bit simpler for people to actually to actually think about. And I I had a really ch- great chat the other day with um with a guy called Simon Bowen, who um who is on the uh, Docklands Light Railway and, and he was and he and, and his, his episodes have just come out on, on on the podcast the last couple of days, and and it was just really fascinating listening to him and another guy called Adam Adam um, Johns, who, and they're just talking about you know getting the getting the getting the language right in the business, you know, and just getting just getting people just talking a little bit differently, and so and so you know for me I think that's I think that's really important that 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 we get people to stop calling things accidents and investigations. And start talking about events, and start talking about learning, you know, and just changing that concept. And and you don't need to, you, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you don't need to change. You know, you you know, you still need to, you know, in the UK anyway, you still need to have your um uh, your electrical equipment inspected at certain frequencies, and you still have to have your noise uh, assessed at certain times because the law says you've got to do that. So yeah. so there's those bits that can that can stay in place, and they just carry on, and they and they work, and that compliancey bit you know, happens, you know, and you look after it. But it's how you it's how you deal with and interact people about how they do their jobs and about how you interact and deal with people when something goes wrong. You know, and it's and it's just about becoming so much more supportive in both of those in both of those arenas. You know, before the events happening, getting a better understanding of how people do their job their work. And if an event's happened, you know, just push that that whole whole blame to to one side and just start you know just start thinking about about this person or these people that have had this event 
that's that's gone wrong, how are we going to support them? What do we need to do as a as a business to support them? Let's not point the finger. And I, I listen. I was listening to um, I was listening to uh, Sydney Decker the other day. Um, is um, and, it, and his book has been around a long time, but um, you know I'd like to go back to it. But the, the just culture, and he talks about not just the first the first victim, but the second victim as well. And I think you know you know you know it's a, I suppose you know what what I want to do is I want to start you know when I'm working with a client when I'm working with a business is is actually give them the tools in a format that is actually getting them to ask the right questions. So a typical accident investigation form, you know, the very fact it's called an accident investigation form is awful. And then when you go down and you read all the all the stuff that's in there, it's just awful, you know, and it's just mm-hmm. looking to to point the finger and apportion blame and, you know, and, and all that. Well let's just let's just call it something different and let's just give the, the management team the right tools to be able to ask better questions and ask in a, in a, in a better way. And, and because people need, you know, people need coaching, you know, and, and it's so easy to, it's so easy to fall back into, into what you're used to doing. You know, you know, I've been a health and safety professional for, for 30 years. I've been in the industry, you know, 35, 40 years. And, um, it's really easy to find yourself to find yourself slipping back into you know I was on a I was on a site the other the other week and uh, and 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 some something had gone wrong nobody got hurt but something had gone wrong and 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 all of a sudden you know we were we weren't blaming you know we weren't blaming the individuals okay but all of a sudden the question was starting well what about the management are we blaming them and and I was sitting back and thinking well this isn't right you know what <laughs> we shouldn't be blaming full stop. You know what we should be doing is we should be just trying to trying to get some resolution, trying to 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 get some improvement because this has happened, and you know, and so so that's where that's where we need to get to. We need to get better at doing that, better at doing. That. That's that's where I've been saying this a lot is because we end up in this space where people are going, you know, oh, we I want this or I want safety differently or I want hop or I want safety too. And they all have a little bit of different meaning, right? They, they all come mm-hmm. from a little bit of different different philosophy, a little bit of different thought process. It's really, really common underlying themes. Um, but that's what I've gotten to saying exactly what you just said is we just want safety better, right? Yeah. We, we want to do safety better. I think that's probably the best way to look at it. Yeah. And there's a lot of tools in that tool bag that we could use. Um, one of the best parts or one of the biggest pieces that we need to focus on is that evolution. I think that mm-hmm. growth, that learning, I think as we, as we move past, there's a lot to unpack there because I think it's, you, you hit, you hit on something that's really, really important because a lot of organizations, when they first start down this path of, okay, we're not going to blame, they still do, but they tend to just shift up a level, <laughs> right? Yep. They go from, okay, well, if you're not going to let me blame the person that did it, I'm going to blame yeah. that person's leader. And if I can't blame that frontline leader, I'm going to blame the managers because it's totally their fault. And so I've heard horror stories from people that, that have, that I chat with. They're like, listen, I was a frontline leader and I had an employee that had an injury on the site. I was on PTO and they disciplined me Mm -hmm. because I wasn't there. (laughs) And I'm like, what? So when you hear that stuff, for me, my mind just goes, and I go, what, really? But that stuff is still happening kind of out there. And I think that's the place where we really do have to focus on trying to do things better. I, I love your point in going into Josh Coulter. And I would encourage people that if you have not read that book, um, you should. And it's the kind of book that you're going to read a couple times. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's, it's just, it's, it's number one, it's that good. Mm-hmm. But it's really deep. 
And it's, it's going to really make you, if you have not read it, it's going to make you question a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're really mm-hmm. going to question a lot, both internally and externally, uh, about how we blame people when things happen. Yeah. Right? And it's, it's, it's our nature. I mean, I think, I think we have to start and acknowledge that uh, when we are talking post-event, that it's our nature to blame. We have to acknowledge that as people, we like to find a problem. And mm-hmm. a person is a really good problem for us because we can blame, we have a villain now and we mm-hmm. can say that person, right? That person, if they would have just cared more, tried more, they were a better employee is ultimately what we're saying, then nothing bad would have happened. And ultimately we end up labeling them and we typically label them as stupid. That's mm-hmm. usually the, the label that we apply, whether we say it that directly or not, ultimately we, we define them as stupid. And for the organization, that's great because you can't fix stupid. So we're off the hook. We can just discipline and do a quick little get together, a little stand down. We can put together some slides and we can, then we can hug and high five afterwards and we can go back to work (laughs) because we have the wrongdoer now. And have changed absolutely nothing other than nothing than shutting, shutting up anybody else that was likely to have said anything because they know that, that when they do say something, they get, they get, they get disciplined. Well, there you go. Part one. Part one in the books. How cool, right? I love, I just love chatting with Colin. He's awesome. Can we just say that he's awesome? You need to head over and check out his podcast right now. If you have not listened to it, it's on my list. So look, I will tell you, I always tell you the stuff that's on my listen to list, whether it's safety or not. And Colin's podcast is on the top of my list. So that's one that I tune into pretty frequently as a fellow safety podcaster person. So if that, if that lends any credibility to it, but it's awesome. Colin just has a great show and I I appreciate the stuff that he brings to the table. I appreciate his perspective on stuff and I just like it. I love it. I got to have more of it and we are going to have more of it because there's a part two. So I'm going to shut up. I'm going to get out of here. I'm going to actually probably going to go get some coffee and uh, hang out and get ready to uh, listen to part two of this. So until next time, it's Sam Goodman, the hot nerd signing off. Bye, everybody. Bye. Thanks again, everybody, for listening in. Do me a favor. Head over to hopuniversity.org for all things safety better. I do speaking engagements, hop training, pretty much anything else you can imagine as far as human and organizational performance in-person services. We also offer all kinds of stuff virtually. So from hop basics to basic learning team stuff to one-on-one coaching and learning team facilitation through in a distanced format. We do that all through hopuniversity.org. We also offer a lot of services through Teachable, such as training and coaching. And then we also have stores on both of our websites at hopuniversity.org and thehopnerd.com. You can pick up a copy of the book there as well while supplies last. The book is also available on Amazon and pretty much anywhere else that you find books. Places like Audible, if you're into audiobooks and things like that. Again, thank you for continuing to tune in. Thank you for everything that you do to support us. We greatly appreciate it.